0: The new Bond movie is in the theater. Last turn at uh, Bond for Daniel Craig. Uh, The reviews have been pretty good. We've been talking about Bond and Bond trivia all hour long. The question to you, what is the highest grossing James Bond movie? What Bond movie made more money, more cash than any other? Skyfall. Starring Daniel Craig, it took in more than 1.1 billion at the box office worldwide. The box office numbers for the latest movie not great. That's likely more to do with you know pandemic reservations, people not thinking about you know. I don't know if I'm real, real, real fond of going to a theater. No capacity limits there too. That's a problem. That's I think keeping some people away from the theater. But nevertheless, when we talk about James Bond. I I was really interested in, in a piece I spotted in McLean's from our next guest talking about Bond and specifically the author of the Bond books, Sir Ian Fleming, and his connection to Jamaica. And I'm pleased to welcome back to the program B. Kwame. B, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great.
0: How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks very much. Now I I knew that Fleming you know, had uh, property in Jamaica. I don't think until reading your piece I understood how key Jamaica is to the development of Bond and, you know, the books themselves.
1: Exactly, and and that's something I didn't even really know, uh, you know, as a kid and with family members who love James Bond movies and, and always being tickled about identifying uh, areas of Jamaica that came up in the movies, but really, it wasn't until I, I was writing this piece that I, I learned the depth of it in terms of the fact that all 13 Bond books were written uh, in Jamaica. Fleming had an estate called Golden Eye uh, that he kind of escaped to for creative, uh, you know, creative purposes, to be able to relax away from the UK uh, and, and have this beautiful, lush space where he could kind of set this new narrative for James Bond. So not only were the books written there, but so much of James Bond, at least his early story, uh, was related to Jamaica. There's mention of his favorite breakfast of scrambled eggs and Blue Mountain Coffee, which is uh, one of the outputs Jamaica's most known for. But actual settings and things in the movie were taken place, um, written in the books through Jamaica, and then later on shot there uh, when the films came into play. So there's a huge connection between the fictional character of James Bond and the love he had for the very real island of Jamaica. That kind of translated through Sir Ian Fleming.
0: You talk about that Fleming and Bond is something that cuts both ways for Jamaica. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So with Golden Eye, the, the name of the estate, um, it's one of those pieces because... Fleming moved to Jamaica in the 1940s. And as he developed Goldeneye, he started inviting famous friends, um, British politicians, um, stars like Catherine Hepburn and Truman Capote and and numerous other folks to come and enjoy the island. And that is one of the things that really kind of kickstarted Jamaica's tourism industry is more people from the UK and other areas with money. We're coming to Jamaica to relax and, and realizing, oh, there, there's something to this place, being able to leave your cares behind and, and come to this beautiful island uh, destination to get away from it all. And that has developed into like a billion-dollar industry for Jamaica and, and throughout the Caribbean, really. Which has the, it's good and bad sides. So like I say in the piece, I've got tons of family and friends in Jamaica and other islands who work in tourism, who love the work they do, very proud of the work they do. And it's work that has helped them to, you know, sustain themselves and their families. However, tourism itself is based in very colonial uh, foundations. And with the idea of Jamaica being this escape, as Sir Ian Fleming saw it, it takes away from the very real realities that jamaicans themselves experience on that same island so it does jamaica a disservice when we only see it as a destination uh you know this this fantasy space where you can go and leave all your cares behind and you can be someone else because the people who are helping to shape that fantasy for you leave the resort and they go home and they are dealing with a very different reality in jamaica and those two things are very very different so it's it's really important, I think, that people keep in mind that these places where we go to vacation, people actually live there. And what does it mean when we are kind of just consuming a place for the fantasy of it without any regard for the realities at the same time?
0: I was very fortunate to um, travel to Jamaica and travel to Kingston a, a number of years ago with then-Police uh, Chief Julian Fantino. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got to see, I think, a, a good portion of the island, and then we took the trip... Across the mountains to the resort towns. And, mm-hmm. you know, what a, you know, resort towns are like that all over the Caribbean, all over the world. Oh, but for you sure. make such a, a great point about not only seeing Jamaica as just that, just the sand and the, and the beaches. But Fleming himself was very much a product of his time and a, and a colonialist. And, and that sort of pervades his writing from your perspective.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I mentioned in the piece, um, you know, thinking about Fleming's time in Jamaica. He passed away just after the island gained uh, independence. So Jamaica's independence was in 1962 uh, from Britain. But uh, Fleming himself wrote about Bond and, and said, quote, his many assignments in Jamaica and many adventures on the island, uh, which is uh, Jamaica being the oldest and most romantic of former British possessions. So that right there gave me some context into kind of Fleming's uh, connection to Jamaica in terms of looking at it as a possession and as a person from the UK himself, seeing himself uh, being able to access this, this additional possession to, to claim as his own. So it's funny, this piece was written and published in February 2020, just before the pandemic. And I look at it now and I think about the ways that... People still hold claim to these spaces as, as we've mentioned, uh, you know, destinations to get away from it all and, and these fantasy islands without thinking about the realities for people on the island. And that's been exacerbated through the ways we've seen people move uh, in travel throughout the pandemic. And I really, really urge people to think about who do these spaces belong to? And, and what is our role as, as visitors, as guests, as people who maybe have diasporic connection? My parents were born in Jamaica. I was not born in Jamaica. So I even consider that layer, and I'm sensitive to that, that distance that I even have from Jamaica. So thinking about it as a possession, as, as Fleming himself stated, is really critical to think about the, the timing, like you mentioned, of him creating bond and what that relationship was like, both fictionally and, and Non-fictionally, but thinking about how we maintain those things in 2021 and beyond.
0: Mm-hmm, because those those attitudes are still with us.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. You see it throughout the pandemic, where there are uh, these islands do not have the same uh, robust level of health healthcare available, and as fragile as we've seen, uh, you know, healthcare systems across Canada and the US be decimated by COVID. It's, it's 10 times that for islands like Jamaica that do not have the same infrastructure. And when I see people travel, uh, when I see people who want to uh, push back against whatever implemented safety precautions are being placed to keep everyone safe, not just the visitors, but the people who are there working, the people who live on the island, uh, you see a lot of that entitlement come through when people think, well, no, this is my fantasy place and I've paid my money to come and I deserve to be here the way I want to be here, with no regard for the people who are actually uh, living and living every day with no escape to to go to uh, if things get bad. So we do see those ideas uh, really uh, pervade in the present. And I, I just really hope that with this piece that I wrote, like I said, I didn't even see the pandemic coming when I was writing this, mm. but now we're into the pandemic. That adds another level that I think we really need to be uh, critical of.
0: Great points, be Always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on and be well.
1: Thank you so much for having me and you too.
0: There's B. Kwame, freelance writer, and uh, her piece is online in uh, Maclean's and is also part of a James Bond collector's edition of Maclean's as well.